Guru Nation, welcome to episode 456 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview CRA Academy, recent alumni, and recent scholarship winner of the most recent August 2020 class, Shaniqua Wilson. Shaniqua is an inspiration. She's a perfect example of what um, combining knowledge with networking with a good attitude and perseverance can get you and a positive mindset on top of that i guess that's good attitude so she's actually she was just finished CRA academy i know she was a patreon member as well i think still is patreon.com slash dancefair five bucks a month monthly masterminds you get to network with people etc uh she's part of black women in clinical research i've interviewed danielle co on before she inspired us to do latinos in clinical research so something in here for everybody especially the job seekers out there take time to check out the show notes cra academy crc academy patreon channel latinos in clinical research all that good stuff hope you enjoy talk to you later Guru Nation, welcome back to another episode, as well as on the podcast, Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. This is Dan Sfera. I've got Shaniqua Wilson, all right, all the way from Virginia slash North Carolina. You're right on the border, all right? So you go both places, kind of like me with California, Arizona, back and forth all the time. Um, How's it going, Shaniqua? It's great. It's great. I actually sing Carolina Girl when it comes on because I'm so close yeah you're <laughs> right there you're and and we're gonna talk about your location and the opportunities that you have but let me give people some background so Shaniqua was in the CRA Academy this you guys just graduated like you uh are you gonna be on that call tomorrow I'm doing an internship call I don't think you need it but you can be on if you want I can't remember the time but I, I just got my certificate what I think Monday yeah how did, so did they put the new graduated. logo on it Make sure they put the new logo on it. I'm going to be upset if they put the old logo on it. I'll have to take a I'll look. I'll have to check. I'm not positive. I'll yeah, have to check. It better be the new logo. But anyways, Shaniqua just graduated. And I want to say like several weeks ago, like four weeks ago, she got hired. And yep, um, mid-November. Mid-November. So it always happens, guys. Every single class. We have an average of 15 students. This class was like double because the pandemic, everyone's stuck at home. So I don't know how we got that many people in. I was supposed to cut it off at 15. And then between me and Chris taking calls, things were so big. Everybody just got in. So, but there's always in those 15 on average, there's always like two or three students that get hired before the class is even over. And Shaniqua is one of them. And Yes, 2020 yes. is a very busy year for research. Shaniqua is going to talk about her experiences, what that was like to apply and all that stuff. But Shaniqua, how is it going at your new job as a clinical trial coordinator? Um, it's going really well. It's very overwhelming. I had uh, reached out to you to tell you about um, the information I would not understand. I'm going through training and I'm remote right now, so I'm home alone. And I do have a work buddy, but um, of course she has other stuff to do. So um, I'm going through training on the computer. I would not understand any of the language if I did not go through CRA Academy. 
Yeah, it's tough, right? And let, let's give people an idea. So when they, because, you know, these job titles are so confusing. Even I'm confused. Like when we were talking off air, I was not sure what position you had because I don't even listen to people's positions because like clinical trial coordinator at a CRO, which you worked for, it means mm -hmm. something completely different than clinical research coordinator, like at a site uh, that I'm used to dealing with. But people just watching or listening, they're going to think it's the same thing. So explain for your organization, which is a CRO, what clinical trial coordinator actually means, like as, as much as you know. Okay, so I just learned that this position changed about six months ago. It used to be a project assistant. So um, it really gathers all of the information and puts it into files um, so that um, when we basically get audit ready, we get for the sponsor, we get it audit ready. So um, looks like we're gathering like 1572s. We're gathering um, temperatures of um, of um, the IP, the the drug IP, uh -huh, um, of the drug. Yeah, uh, we're doing. It's just um, uh, medical licenses. Um, um, so mostly regulatory stuff. Mostly like regulatory. Yeah. It sounds similar to what an in-house CRA would do. Um, and like I tell people outside or who watch and listen, job titles don't really tell you much. You need to see the job description because clinical trial coordinator where Shaniqua works might be in-house CRA where somebody else works, which might be called something completely different, clinical research assistant where somebody else work. It's just the, the titles are very confusing, but essentially it's regulatory IP managing the, the files, the trial master file, nothing really. It sounds like nothing to do with source documentations uh, from the sites, mostly regulatory is what it sounds like. Yes. It, from what I understand, it's all regulatory and we had a uh, res, um, remote site monitor and a CRA um, on the team also. So, ah, okay. um, so we're all gathering that information. I just and, interviewed a former um, student that got a remote site monitor job. Yeah. I just learned, um, about the remote site monitor at, um, the CRO that I'm at. You could not get it without a life sciences degree. As of Monday, they changed it. You have to have two years experience. So oh, wow. I kind of wanted to hold out for a re uh, remote site monitor, but I'm glad I didn't because, they would not, they would have thrown my application out. Well, that of course that, but I was going to say, just take the first job you get in research when you're just trying to get your yeah. foot in the door. And I know your story a little bit, um, a little bit of the background, but guru nation will learn a little bit more about your story, but you've been trying to get your foot in the door for a <laughs> long time and you saw firsthand how difficult it was. So give us a little bit of your background, maybe for those watching, because right now there's someone in your situation where you were a year ago that's thinking, oh, hey, you know, I really want to do research, but I don't know anything about where to get started and all that stuff. So I, um, I actually have worked the same position. Um, I was in government, local government, and I was administrative assistant, local government for a director here. And I did that for 20, almost 23 years. So very loyal, but mm. uh, when you decide to change over and just completely change your career, uh, don't work too, too <laughs> don't work in your favor too much. But I mean, hey, 
um, got a lot of transferable transferable skills that I pulled along. And um, so I was there for about 23 years and I decided about a year ago, um, I can't remember how clinical came up. Um, I started with project management. That's what I that's what I thought I was going to do. I'm like, oh, project manager. I went and got certified. Um, I have a um, have oh, my capum and project management for PMI. Mm-hmm. So I started there, and I, if I remember correctly, it was between a dermatologist and also um, for my son's eczema, and also a project manager that was um, actually, um, getting certified when I got certified that kind of opened up that door. And also I had a friend and he's like, um, that's what he led me into project management. And then I, I started digging deeper into project management and found these clinical people. And I'm like, Hey, it looks like I want to go that way. Um, but, um, I didn't know how to get in. Um, I looked at all of the, um, sites, I applied for jobs way before I should have applied for anything. The first job I applied for was um, a project manager. (laughs) Wow. For a CRO. Yeah, for a CRO. Uh I applied for a project manager, but I had no idea that. um, By the way, I think those guys have, you're probably going to work with like uh, with them uh, in your job, but I've worked uh, as a contractor. I've worked with a project manager sometimes for big CROs small zeros that that's the hardest position in my opinion in research because you don't mm-hmm. travel much but whenever there's a mm-hmm. problem somebody's calling you basically the sites can call you the cra's can call you the sponsor call, everybody calls you the project manager and you have to have an answer for everything on top of that you got to integrate everything with the budgets it's i don't know how they did it like the project manager i worked with it seemed like he was emailing from morning till night and it was just prop- yeah. he was putting out problems. So that's just a side note, but project management is tough, but uh, hats off to those. No, people. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that too, Dan, because I um, talked to, I was on a um, zoom um, with um, black women in clinical research. And oh, Danielle. Um, we love Danielle. Mm-hmm. I should have worn my shirt for this. I forgot. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that, about okay. Black women in clinical research, too. But um, I um, th- there was a call, um, a Zoom, and they were talking about they spend so much time in uh, meetings. And and I was like, oh, I don't I don't think that's that's the direction. Um, and I still probably I, I'm not positive, but I don't think project management is still on my radar. I don't think so. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So. What were your experiences like? So you applied for project management. Did you apply for anything else or was it just that? I was applying for all the project management positions before I was introduced to you. Um, before I found you, I was applying for all project management because I thought my my little certification from PMI was going to do it and my four-year degree. That's helpful though. Not. Uh, it does. It helps, but that's not um, because sometimes a job description does not list that you need that much experience or it's not giving you everything you need because people within clinical research know that you don't start at project management. So, and they were just throwing my, throwing my application out each time. Even lately, I, um, I applied at, um, I'm not going to say which one, but I applied for a project management Institute. Um, I mean, no, it was an academy project management Academy is what it was. And it says basically to bring you in as like a project coordinator. 
and they'll bridge you to project management. I applied, um, let's say on a Tuesday, Wednesday at like 4.30 in the morning, my application was thrown out. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's still a no. Okay. Still a no. Yeah. So what made you think, well, let's just look for any position in clinical research and see what happens because that seems to be a strategy that works better because we never really know where these paths will take us. But the hardest part is mm -hmm. just to get in. Once you're in, then it's like you get your blinders off. You can kind of see around you like, okay, I can go this way or there. But, but when you're on the outside, you don't see anything. You, you just think you know what you want. Like you, you know, project management. You didn't realize mm -hmm. there was all this other stuff, all these other opportunities out there. So when did you make that change, like, uh, in your mind? Um, once I got more information. So let me just start. So you put out, I started following you. I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I looked at all of the YouTube videos. I started um, researching clinical research and I, I happened upon your YouTube channel, your, um, Instagram, yes. your LinkedIn. So I was like, okay. So I started following everything you had. I started, um, researching more into clinical research. And one day you posted, Hey, I'm giving away a free scholarship. And <laughs> I think I saw it maybe at nine 30 at night. And the cutoff was like 1230. Oh, 12 o'clock, 12 midnight. Mm -hmm. um, so I remember. Uh, I remember. <laughs> yep, so I jumped on real quick and started telling my story. And um, that's how it really, that's when it really took off. Um, that's when it started making sense. Like um, that day um, that I was accepted, um, that you gave me the scholarship, I started like a day later. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so all of that information, I started seeing that information and, that's when it started making sense. And I started seeing, oh, okay, this is not the way you don't start at project <laughs> management. Um, you, you start somewhere else. Like, you can, um, yeah, but you it's very rare. It's very rare. You have to like know somebody in who can like pull a favor and get you in. Uh, it's not traditional route to go like project management or senior CRA. Did you see the podcast I did with that senior CRA that lied because she knew somebody who yes. worked in there? Yes. Unreal. Yes. Yes. I bet yes. you that was like two weeks ago. I bet you she's not there anymore. Well, maybe it's well, can like slide by for like two more weeks. I mean, I, I could understand. I could see that because I don't even like once I started getting the information for this position and it's an entry level position. And once I started receiving the information, if I had not gone to the academy, mm -hmm. I would know mm -hmm. when I mean, I mean, I didn't. Belmont report. I was 1572. I wouldn't know any of this stuff. I mean, I have some people that are in orientation or onboarding with me and they have no clue. They've never heard these words before. Um, <laughs> they just kind of apply for a job and they are like a training that took, I think it took me about four hours, took them a complete, a whole day because they didn't know <laughs> the acronyms. And so they compared don't know, to them, you're like an expert, like advanced. Right. Exactly. And I saw you right. pass the class. You just graduated. I saw you pass with like really good score. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's a lot to learn. It's a, really a lot of information to master and you're not going to master it all. You just know enough to have a working knowledge so, so that when exactly. you get started on training, which you're experiencing now, I mean, you're telling me off the air, it's a lot of stuff that you guys are learning right now, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes, a lot of stuff, but at least I know the basis and I know kind of what they're talking about. I mean, I'm still, I get a little lost too. I don't, I don't know, you know, some of the terms and I go look, I go have to go look it up or mm. whatever. But if I didn't know, if I didn't have any foundation, no basis, I would know absolutely nothing. Um, but you asked me a question about um, how did I start applying and um, the first thing is I applied for the, I mean, I got into the academy and while I was in the academy, um, okay, two things happened. First, when I first got into the academy, Danielle from Black Women in Clinical Research reached out to me and I joined that group. And in the midst of this too, I saw a, um, I saw a, um, um, a video you did with Ashley Margo. Oh, so, I love both so, of those people. I don't know Danielle as well as Ashley. But I've mm-hmm. talked to Danielle every now and then. She's an amazing person. And then yeah. Ashley is like a savant when it comes mm-hmm. to algorithms and making your resume for the algorithm. So she worked with you. I didn't even realize this. Yes. Ashley worked with yes. you? Yes. So I reached out to Ashley and um, she said, I, she was like, oh, you have a really great resume, but let's do this. Um, so um, we changed a few things and she helped me get my LinkedIn um, up to par. Um, so connections started. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I was leaning on Black women in cl- clinical research is kind of like my support group. Like there are so many women there that are um, already in the field, already have knowledge. Um, I could, I can just jump over there, ask a question. Um, I actually got a mentor that, um, that actually I, I leached onto. <laughs> okay. um, I, I kind of adopted <laughs> her. You made her your mentor. (laughs) Yes, I made her my mentor. Um, So um, I, so all of this stuff is happening. It's like a compound effect. All of this is happening at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I am getting a lot of knowledge on this side from the CRA Academy. And I'm getting a lot of support over here from Black women in clinical research. So, I mean, both of those things were pushing me and I kind of like laser focused, like I didn't do anything. I told you I was only reading, I was only um, looking at podcasts, I was only looking at YouTube about clinical research. I focused Wow. Um, for that. <laughs> Hyper-focused. That yes. how, how long did this whole process take from CRA Academy started, your class started in August, right? August, mm-hmm. August so- and November. I think I was offered November 16th was the offer of my, in my position. Oh, okay. So August, September, October, November. So like three mm-hmm. to four months of just hyper-focused where you still, you still had your current job, right? Or your previous job at yes. the time. Yep. Okay. Yep. I you was still, I was still that. working. Yes. Gotcha. I was still working and I was still going to the Academy and I was just focused and um, I just each, every time I applied for a job, I changed my um, resume and my cover letter. So every time I would okay. I would customize unless it was something pretty. Um, if it was something like if it was a, a CTC position in two different in two different companies, but I made sure I, I put their um, the name of the company in my cover letter each time. Which I talked to a hiring manager within Black Women in Clinical Research, and she kind of said, "Ah, oh, doesn't matter. It depends on who the hiring manager is because we don't want to read all of that stuff." <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> And I'm a shout out to the um, to the to the lady in Black Women in Clinical Research because she reviewed my resume um, a couple months after Ashley had reviewed and made changes, 
And she said it was really good. And the, the main thing I got from Emily there is she gave me confidence. Like she was just like, okay, you have all the information here. All of this looks good on paper. You have to sell yourself when someone calls you. So it's up to you. It's not this, this pa- you're going to get in with this paper. The paper looks good. You're going to get mm. through the door, um, but you have to sell yourself. So that's, I had to start on interview questions, looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, this interview, this is something very different. I'm, I'm okay talking one-on-one and I had to, I had to pretend like that's what we were doing and not think about that this is being recorded. Um, but when I talked to, when I would set myself up to know it was an interview, I would get really nervous and I kind of, I had a, a really good interview with, no, I didn't have a good interview. I had a really good, um, all, well, not an offer, but a um, recruiter interview Okay. Uh, for, for a great CRO, for a great position, but I fumbled all over it. I, I remember dropped you the ball telling on me that one. Yeah. Yep. I it's dropped the ball talk about the failures one. because it, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because people watching maybe get the false impression that it was easy for you. Like you joined CRA Academy <laughs> and then like magic happened and you just started yeah. getting offers. So you, you went through like failures and you messed up a oh, bunch yeah. of times. And so like, yeah, talk to us about how did you drop the ball on that one? Like what happened specifically that you feel like, or maybe they told you that you messed up or how did that happen? Um, she didn't really tell me, but I knew it after I hung up. Um, I was almost, um, I was almost desperate and begging. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was kind of, it was kind of like, oh, sorry. Did I lose you? I'm sorry. Oh, there we it go. was kind of like I was I was begging and I was um, I wanted the position so bad. Um, and she she could feel the desperation. Okay. And I feel like that's the worst. Like it was no confidence. It was all desperation. Mm. It was like, please, please. Oh, my God. This is what I want almost. But I didn't say those words. But my yeah. voice was, was like, it's like, <laughs> what do you what, Oh, I'll do that. Whatever it is, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, it was kind of, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I get what you're saying. Like they want to see that you like what your strengths are. Uh, Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying. So how did you, so how many interviews did it take for you to actually get this particular job that you have right now? Um, I think I went through maybe four, no, maybe I had three at, top CROs before I got the fourth one. Okay. And was each um, one better? Like you did better and better yes. each time? Okay. Yes. So see, sometimes just putting yourself out there and doing it. I always tell the students too, and sometimes they go through, like they don't all get hired like you, uh, Shaniqua, right? Like before mm-hmm. you even finish the class, some of them, even six months after the class, they're still not getting hired. And what it boils down to is it's a numbers game. They're not uh, getting enough interviews for whatever mm-hmm. reason and mm-hmm. then so you need to go through like at least one like you said you dropped the ball on the first one the second one you yes. started getting better and better by the time the fourth one who did end up hiring you I mean you came mm-hmm. off probably super confident like you knew exactly what you were doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so that helps go in with the expectations on your first couple of interviews that you're not going to do it it's just for practice yep. that should be the and that's exactly I started making note cards because I, I found a, um, it was a pattern with all of them, like the questions, um, what the recruiter would do, uh, what the next step would be. So I, I you know, I just kind of figured out what the pattern was, start writing information, um, 
that first, um, why should we hire you? Who are you? All of those questions, all of those behavioral question, interview questions, I, I got that down pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes I would kind of get, I'd stumble a little bit and I'd say, okay, bring it back together, come back down, you know, just kind of calm down. And most, um, except for maybe one, everybody was really nice. They were really, really nice. They just knew that that they couldn't hire. They couldn't, they couldn't put their neck out there because they're not, they're not positive that I could do it. Um, but they were really nice to me. Wow. Uh, (laughs) so how, so the, the company that did hire you were, was it, uh, several interviews or just one? It was a recruiter interview that lasted about 30 minutes. Um, the recruiter went through some basic questions, um, just get just my background. Um, mm-hmm. What type of, you know, work have you done in the past? Um, then she did one behavioral question and she gave me feedback on that one behavioral question. And she says, I'm going to pass you through um, to the managers and you should get a call back. I got a call back possibly or email. I got an email maybe later that day or the next day. Um, the manager set up an uh, interview and we had the interview like maybe two days later or a day later or something. And that was two hours. That was two solid two hours. hours. Um, so what are they solid. possibly asking you in two hours? All behavior, all behavioral questions for two uh-huh. hours. And they were like, some questions would be, um, they just, they just reworded and asked you again. Um, Wow. But they were all behavioral questions. <laughs> so did it feel hours. like I've never actually been in one of these interviews? Um, did it feel like those cop movies where they're like interrogating you? Like, was it like that? Like that many questions? It was that many questions, but because of um, the two people that were interviewing me, it wasn't as bad. Um, okay. Even during the interview, I just couldn't think anymore. And I was like, um, can you hold on one second? I have to go to the restroom. Like (laughs) I just had to ask, like, um, that interview, I feel like I was more myself. Like I just, I had basically had a conversation. They'd ask me stuff like, um, you know, name a time, um, that you didn't complete a task. What did you do? I just had to stop and think like, I mean, all of this stuff has always happened. I've been working for 23 years. So, you know, of course this has happened. I just had to come up with, I had to think about it, but also before that interview, um, I would set up scenarios. So I go through and think about stuff that happened. Um, times that I didn't finish something, um, times when I fell out with a coworker, um, times, you know, just all sorts of, I had like scenarios written down mm. so that my brain could like look <laughs> at my sticky pad or my little, I had a note card and I would look down and I, it accused me so yeah. that, because a lot of them would go for the same question. Um, how, how did you answer that? Like, what's your biggest weakness? Did they ask you that? Yes, they did ask me that one. Um, and that was at work. Um, okay. I've been there 23 years, so I'm always the senior person. Um, in the administrative office. And that intimidates a lot of people that come in. And so when we go to meet and have our huddles, um, if we had something to discuss, I always, I was like, first, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is, this is what I think we should do, blah, blah, blah. And um, one of the, um, actually a girl I trained from to replace me at um, my, in my position, she told me that um, 
they don't ever give ideas because they feel like, okay, since I'm the senior person, I know what's <laughs> happening. They just go with it. And basically they do have ideas, but I don't ever hear them because, um, you know, I'm the first one to speak and I, and I, I take over. So that's pretty much my, my weakness at work. Um, that's a good well, for that position, for that position. <laughs> it was weakness weak. is that you're a boss. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was missing out on a lot of stuff because it took mm. some, it took a lot of balls for her to come in and tell me that also. So that's why I knew she should replace me also. Ah, um, so basically she was asking, she was like, um, basically, can you pipe it down a little bit? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah. That's a yeah. good, that's actually. So that was. So basically the reality, when you get asked this question, you should just tell them the truth because everybody has weaknesses. So just like stop trying to mm -hmm. find something, you know, like Shaniqua just told a real story and that's her weakness. And uh, to me, listening, mm -hmm. her biggest weakness mm -hmm. is that people respect her. That's a great, that's a great uh, weakness. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you see it. Yeah, you see it that way. Um, but I mean, of course, I didn't want to go and say, hey, yeah, my biggest weakness, which I don't I don't have this weakness, but I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm really unorganized. Uh, I mean, who would hire me if I said, yeah, I'm, I'm really unorganized and and I don't know the difference between my outlook and my calendar that's on my desk and it's just all yeah. over the place and I'm late to my meetings. No, I mean, yeah. I hear you. I mean, Those are tough to answer. I know I'm a contract yeah. CRA and I get asked that. I still don't know how to answer it. I just say something like I'm too nice. And sometimes the coordinator, like in a CRA setting, the coordinators uh, don't do what I ask because I'm too nice. Um, so that's like the best answer yeah. I could give. But everybody has yeah. their own. I can't we can't yep. give you an answer to give. Yes. And if you think through it and like not try to stage it, like don't don't listen to someone else's answer because you, you come off fake. You hear yeah, it, you hear yeah. the phone <laughs> Um, So it's like, um, just, you know, just try to figure it out for yourself. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the biggest <laughs> problem I see with people. No one wants to figure it out. Like they want someone to do it for them. Yeah. And um, even with getting the clinical position, ran into a lot of people that they wanted, they want you to do it for them. Like, oh, how did you do blah, blah, blah. And I'll say it okay, well, can I send this to you? And you, no, no, you have to do it yourself. And I think I learned a lot because I did a lot of stuff myself. I mean, I, of course I had the Academy. I had black women in clinical research, so I had two support groups, but I still had to That's do my stuff. Powerful, com powerful combo. I recommend mm -hmm. everybody join black women in clinical research. And we just start, uh, Mrs. Co inspired us to do Latinos in clinical research and yes. we just started that and we welcome anybody just join if you want to network black women in research now they have a black men in research too. Mm -hmm. so Danielle's been doing really good things there. Last question. Did they ask you like where you want to be in five years type of question? Yes. Um, in my interview, they did ask that question and I, um, I told them ultimately CRA because that's really all I kind of know at the moment. And I still think that's where I ultimately want to be at this moment. Um, but I told them that I feel like I need to get in, learn my position, um, figure out what they want from me in that position, um, possibly um, help to mentor people once I learn what they expect of me to help mm -hmm. others come in and to eventually like maybe go senior in that position and work my, my way to a CRA. And they and what was their response to the, to this answer? Did they say anything? Oh, 
actually the the um, one manager told me exactly how to do it, and she actually oh, okay. um, she's actually my line manager. Oh, great! Mm-hmm. Very good. So she was telling me that you know that there's ways, and she knows the um, you know the ways to get there. Um, didn't quite like the timeline, but hey, I mean, you know, we'll see. They said five years or ten years, maybe. Yes. Well, <laughs> she said she said possibly. She said a C- she thinks that you know CRA is reachable in about five, four to five years. Tell her. Wanna... Well, you don't need to tell her anything, but the, well, yeah. you could cut that in half. You could divide that yeah. into in two, and I think that's the real answer. If you're ambitious enough, as you've proven to be, because you get hired before you even finish the CRA Academy, which is uh, yes. rare. You're already in rare air amongst our graduates. Um, so thank you very much, Shaniqua. I appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to thank Black you. Women in Research also for the support. I mean, mm-hmm. big shout out to you guys and Danielle Co. especially. Um, Got to interview yes. her again. Like when, like in a few months, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I want to do another interview because we could have gone on forever with that interview. Yes, and she's constantly did. evolving, and she has so many ideas and so much like the passion. Her yeah. passion keeps her up all night. Her passion. She's an inspiration, is, is and that just goes to show mm-hmm. you inspiration. And innovation can come from people. I mean, she doesn't have a lot of experience and you don't mm-hmm. need, she's an example, you don't need to be a seasoned research, like a veteran to start a movement. Like you just need to be passionate about it. One more thing I'll, I'll mention. I remember you talked to me about ways to get into research because we were, we were, you know, throwing things around because, you know, I didn't have any um, experience yep. and exactly what Daniel's doing. You already, you didn't know anything about Danielle because I, once I brought it to you, it's like, who, who's this person? Tell me you more. Told, like, where, you where introduced is me to Danielle. Thank yeah. you, Shaniko. Yeah. I was trying to think during this interview, how did I know? Mm-hmm. I just like, remember I interviewed her, but yeah, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You told me, I remember that phone call. I said, who is this person yeah. that added you? Um, you said somebody mm-hmm. added you to a group or group. And then I started following mm-hmm. black women. So, okay. So, so it was uh, Danielle, you introduced me. Thank you very much for that. Yes. And I just remember you telling me um, this great idea. And I was like, Hey, this, I, the idea actually exists. And you're like, where, who, I remember. what do you mean? Send me I your name. Who idea. is it? I said, you got to mm-hmm. go out there, put yourself out there. Don't wait for yeah. somebody else. You start your own thing. You start recruiting patients, this and that, all this stuff, whatever yeah. it is you want to do. And Danielle's doing exactly yes. that. That's amazing. Yes. So anybody, by the way, anybody watching like Shaniqua, you know, maybe a year ago, Shaniqua, you know, this is like future Shaniqua. Yes. You don't need to wait for anybody. It's you just mm-hmm. go out there and do it. LinkedIn, get on black women in research, get on Latinos in clinical research, get on whatever you want to do just network mm-hmm. i'll put uh links to shaniqua's linkedin if you want people to reach out yes. you don't have to yes please do okay. ask me anything um, okay. yes yes, so yes linkedin profile underneath the video and the show notes anything else you want to say to guru nation um the only thing i i, I think we kind of covered is um i know some will say they're not sure about the investment um into the academy um my advice is if you have absolutely no experience, um, definitely it's a great investment. You need to get into the academy. It will give you a great foundation and um, people will tell you not to pay, 
And it's not that I paid to get in clinical research, I paid for an educational foundation now that I see. Now, if you're in clinical research, um, maybe that's a little different. Everybody's, I think everybody's path is different. And my path, um, I needed the CRA Academy. So um, if, if you're thinking about it and you have no experience, reach out to me, I'll tell you, you know, whatever I know, but I think it was definitely the route for me. And um, if you don't have any experience, I, I think it would be a great route for you also. Thank you very much. We will definitely do that. She'll tell you the truth. Shaniqua will tell you the truth. And uh, she didn't even mm-hmm. do the internship part. She doesn't need it. You already got, you know, you already got hired. If you want to, you're still welcome to do it, by the way. So uh, tomorrow we're doing the onboarding call for all the interns. Uh, but thank you so much, Shaniqua. Best of luck. You probably don't need more work. I doubt you need more work. So don't worry about the internship. But it's always open to you if you want it in the future. Um Big props to you guys, Black Women in Research, and just keep doing your thing. We'll do a uh, follow-up interview like in a year, see how you see how things are going. Yes. This, in, this industry yes. is very I love that. Thank you very yes. much. Thank and you, thank Dan. You, thank you guys for watching and listening, and uh, everybody go add Shaniqua. Catch you later. Yes. Bye-bye. Yes.